You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. Well, hello, and welcome to the first ever After Buzz After Show for Graceland, the hottest new show of the summer. Bing is for doing, and we're doing this in here right now. I'm Julie Parton. I'm Stephen Lemieux, and we have amazing guests. We have some fantastic guests for our first show. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Uh, My name's Chris, and I'm the writer's assistant on Graceland. My name is Joe Henderson. I'm the co-executive producer of the show. So we have the insiders on this show here today. And it's really exciting because nobody knew what to expect when it came to this show. We heard a lot. We've seen a lot of previews, lots of buzz. It's dark, but it's still USA. So tell us, guys, a little bit about this show and when it was first conceived. Uh, well, uh, Jeff Easton came up with the show years ago. There's actually a script that he'd been sitting on for a while. And Jeff Easton, if you don't know, is the uh, creator of White Collar and uh, just a uh, phenomenal writer uh, who had written this script, uh, had sold it to NBC, and then it had, in, amongst many pilots, not gone. It was, it like was in the, back in the 90s, right? I mean, uh, I think late, late 90s, I mean, maybe early 2000s. And it was just like, it was a script that he loved and that just didn't find its, uh, its fans at the time. Cut forward, he's on White Collar, a couple seasons are going, and they brought up the fact that, hey, there's a script that you loved that we love, and he was actually really hesitant to do it with USA, because it's a little darker, it's a little grittier, and it's uh, it's a little more serialized. Like, this is a show where you don't necessarily want to do the case of the week, you want to be able to see the cases, but really it's about the characters, it's about the world, and ironically, he sort of fought the network, he's like, I don't know if you want this show. And they're like, no, this is, we want to go different directions. We want to push. You know, USA has this this wonderful blue skies um, world that they've created. And they love this world, but they also know that you have to diversify a bit. And they're excited about doing something a little darker, a little weirder, a little uh, more uh, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they basically said, hey, Jeff, let's let's dust this off. Let's update it. Let's, let's find a new hook to it and... Yeah, it's funny. I read a to to prove how old this script was. I read an original draft of it, like back in the day. And one of the main conflicts for Mike Warren, the character in the first draft, was that he had to call his girlfriend and he couldn't find a payphone to do it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I do believe seriously they were smuggling Jennifer Lopez CDs. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. wow. But I was updated, the so. little circular ringer was stuck. There's no such thing as the World Wide Web. It's a completely different world. He stole the phone book. It was originally a truck full of phone books. (laughs) He had stolen all the neighborhood's phone books. Ironically, it was still at Levi's, though. Those were around in the early 90s. It's timeless. (laughs) Acid washed, obviously. Wow, so that's crazy. So do you guys feel like maybe cable and with the insurgence of all these different new medias and darker television shows that it was the right time? 
I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what the the network was going right. for. They're trying to. I, I, yeah, I think you know. they they see the the success rightly of a number of heavily serialized shows that are doing really well, and you've got like the Walking Dead's of the world and mm-hmm. the Breaking Bad's. I think. To a certain extent, there's that, that that excitement about challenging yourselves, and I, I love that USA wanted to do that, and that they were willing to let us do that too. Yeah. And I mean, because there's just something really exciting about telling an ongoing story uh, that really just sort of digs into uh, this heavy level of character, and basically. We're really going to be torturing these guys over the next uh, 12 episodes, (laughs) and the stuff that they let us do has just been pretty incredible. So was it always called Graceland? Because that title seems really unfitting. I totally thought it was going to be in Nashville. I know. It's the area. Yeah, we actually, we brainstormed every single other conceivable title for this show. Cowabungalow um, was my favorite. Cowabungalow. <laughs> I should put that on there. There's actually like a, a poster that I made before we even, because I did a lot of photoshopping in the, in the room. I'm just like the resident photoshopper. Yes, it's and, awesome. And um, we made a, 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 a poster for Graceland and we called it Cowabungalow at the time. And even Get, before the. What's the tagline? Uh, uh, surfs up, crimes down. Oh! <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's still on our like our office door is a big cow bungalow poster. Yeah. So. Surfs up, crimes down. <laughs> yeah. Characters welcome. Agent Mike Warren makes a Malibu boo on tonight's episode. <laughs> Writes itself. I know. Yeah, it right? does. That would actually, I would, I would have seen that being picked up in the ni- or late nineties for right. USA. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming right after Silk Stockings. It would have been perfect. <laughs> so I was reading an article about it, and they were talking about just laying the foundation perfectly. And somebody said, like, let's get these characters right, and the rest will fall into place. So I know you guys didn't have a ton to do with casting or whatever, but can you tell us a little bit about the characters and their beginning and their fit with the actors that are placed in the roles? Yeah, I mean, I know uh, Jeff's talked about this a lot because his original conception for Paul Briggs was like beach bum, Patrick Swayze, and Point Break sort of dude. And so he was he was really locked in. He's like, this is the character, this is the character, and then Daniel Sanjata comes in and just completely redefined him. Like, it was, I, I was with Jeff when he was sort of dealing with it because he just, he, it, it was that idea of like, this guy is so good but he's not who I pictured. And he's like, I'm just going to have to do a lot of work rewriting this character now because this actor has redefined him for me. It was really cool. Like, I, I've been a huge fan of Sanjata since uh, Rescue Me, and so I was just excited that he was even in the running, but he he brought such a different uh, approach to it. Like, it's still zen in a very different zen, in a very different way than what was on the page. And it's those little happy accidents yeah. that just change everything in the best way. I remember another mo- another model for him was uh, Alonzo uh, from Training Day. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Denzel Washington's character, and then but obviously Daniel Sanjata takes the different, you know, total different take on it. You know, but it, right. it, he's that instructional but badass type of guy. Doesn't give a <laughs> shit, you know, whatever. But you know. well, so we we do get to go into the characters a bit, and it is interesting to know about like what they were, how they've evolved, and what they actually become. And the episode actually starts out introducing, well, of course, the teacher of the FBI, like institute class, like the, gradu- yeah, the, graduating the big commencement every- speech. Yeah, the commencement speech, graduating everyone, and then. Uh, we also get that interspliced with um, Donnie's story, which what's going on between Donnie, Lauren, and the Zirconi, uh, I think it's the Zirconi, uh, Russian mm-hmm. drug cartel, basically. And this is kind of an interesting be- thing, because as we get into the episode, we see so many, so many different references to this, like the things that people are going to be saving your life. You can die at any time. 
um, this is the real world. Like, you're in school now. This is the real world. Welcome to it. And Agent Mike kind of gets thrown into that on his first day. He gets mm-hmm. welcome to the real world. And what I found was very interesting because mo- this episode is filmed like a 90-minute film. Mm-hmm. We have the introduction to the characters. And then we have kind of like the comic between them where they kind of bond a little bit. And then, then things get serious. And you start really understanding who these characters are and what's going to happen between them. So let's go ahead and start off the episode with this botched operation that, um, I don't know, I wish we had like rubber balls to see how hard <laughs> it is to hold a rubber ball in your elbow. I thought, it was, I thought it was a great way to start the episode because it was very intriguing. Yeah. And you didn't jump right into, hey, I'm so-and-so, and she's so-and-so, and that's why we're like this. Right. You know, it started out, it was very intriguing, and, and somebody straight up gets shot in the first few minutes. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy, but, like, the the ball thing, how'd you guys figure that out? Does that really happen in drug dealing? Uh, I mean, when Jeff talked to uh, the guy who originally ran the Graceland room is, uh, or uh, Oh, house. right, because this is based on a true this story. This is based on a true story. Right, crazy. Um, an agent who did actually... Uh, build a, a place called Graceland that, or not build, he took over a drug lord's house, it was Graceland, they grabbed it, and he has all of these stories, like all of these fantastic stories of of uh, bus gone wrong, uh, you know, like the, the way they have to improv to survive the situations, and I believe, I can't remember if that was one of them or if Jeff came out of it whole cloth, but that was all Jeff Easton mm-hmm. in his yeah. mad, crazy ways. Um, I'm coming up with just a lovely visual way to show how a little mistake and you see like I love you see Donnie like sort of flipping the ball around mm-hmm. you see this guy knows what he's doing mm-hmm. it's not that he's a rookie it's that right. <laughs> every now and then yeah something <laughs> something goes wrong it's and the fidget before the act yeah yeah and it's like it's sometimes it's uncontrollable it has no reflection on you sometimes something just drops and I, I, I love what he came up with uh, in that regard and that juxtaposing between the FBI speech and then what happens on the street that was an addition in the rewrite of the of the episode, I remember Jeff was writing oh, nice. that before. Yeah, he came up with that idea, and and I remember he was sending out that that speech a lot of times and rewriting it and rewriting it and getting people's you know thoughts on it and stuff before he because it was really important to him to have that juxtaposition. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite things about the pilot episode is that it did go in a lot of different directions, and it sort of felt like from one scene to the next was like happy fun surfing super dark drug lords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Or mixed in between whenever they're mixing each other up. Yeah, but it, it didn't it, it didn't seem too far apart. Right, yeah. yeah. It's weird that the worlds could coincide as easily as they did. Yeah. We, we wanted to play contrast. Like, I think the fun of it is, like, there are people who surf all day and, and kick down doors at night. Mm-hmm. Like, this does exist, and if you, if you walk that fine line, you get a world that we don't really get to see very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's an ongoing tone, and I think that makes our show really unique in that way, because we can, we can have the fun house moments, you know, where they joke around and they talk about girls and they're drinking each other's juices, but they're also... You know, dealing with death and with drug use, and you know, a lot of different conflicts. Which well, is interesting. one of the things that John Marcello, our advisor, told us, he's like, these guys they party really hard, and it's because like they they live these really hard lives, and so when they go to the bars, they push even harder, and the burnout rate was actually pretty high because you're just you're you're you know you're living your lies, your lies of your life, like that that is very true to them. They would tell their girls all sorts of different things. They would, you know, just continually live this life of lies, and they would also have the time of their lives. Like, it was just high intensity, always right. at 11. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you can even see in the, in the writing segues, like, if that's a term, um, the reason it flows so well is because you don't have this happy-go-lucky scene 
that just abruptly ends and then you go into a dark scene. You have the happy-go-lucky scene, like let's take the, the beach scene, for example, where we're, we have them, uh, they're all going surfing and it's everything's kind of happy, but they're still kind of giving them a hard time, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then he goes under the pier, we have the lighthearted thing with the dog where the dog steals a sandal. But then bringing him back down to earth, bringing it back down to that darker place a little bit is, uh, what's her name? I Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Charlie comes yeah. in, yeah. and it brings it back from this area of a vacation of talking about Briggs and about how he is a little bit darker and like mm-hmm. things are different. Everyone has their secrets, so that kind of lessens the lessens the segue yeah. when you have her talking about that, and then we go into the next scene, which is obviously later in the day, mm-hmm. and things are right. about to get real. Yeah, yeah let's That's let's nice. summarize the characters really quickly. The ones we got introduced to Briggs, mm-hmm. the main guy. He works for a DEA? No, uh, he's FBI. FBI yeah. Okay, yeah, there's three different law enforcement agencies living in his house. FBI, DEA, and Customs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, which one is Briggs? Briggs is FBI. FBI, okay. And then, he's the main guy, he, he's been on Sex and the City, he's been on Grey's Anatomy before. Smash. This guy has a heartthrob past. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is this Don't is forget not... Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Although, most of the time, the characters I've seen him play have been, like, the two gorgeous for his own good boyfriend. Mm, so okay. this is new for him. His his character does not seem to be influenced by a woman that much. No, no. Yeah. He, uh, I discovered pers- him personally on Rescue Me, and he was just phenomenal. My yeah. uh, my fiance uh, discovered him on Sex and the City, and like, although he had this crazy Georgia accent or something, <laughs> I Ma'am. I've not seen it, but she fell in love with him right there. So. <laughs> yeah. he's pretty impressive on that. Really? And then we have Mike Warren. Yes. No. Who also FBI? The, okay, yeah. main character that we were just talking about, and everybody's going to recognize him from Les Mis. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought he was foreign. Really? Yeah. yeah. Until the first few seconds of seeing him. <laughs> he in was right. He's he's such a great actor. He's also he's been in Catch Me If You Can on uh, Broadway and all sorts of things. Like Aaron yeah. is just Aaron's the real deal. Now that you say that, and maybe just because you said that, I got like a like a Hugh Jackson vibe. Ooh. Hugh. Jack, Jackman. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I like combining <laughs> Michael Jackson and Hugh Jackman, though. I think that's actually really exciting. Uh, both. both. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just, the, he, just sort of both. like big, shiny smile. Oh, yeah. But still could handle business. Right. He is not ugly. I know, right? <laughs> and then we have Johnny, whose name isn't Johnny. Uh, <laughs> kept from a toilet joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he seems like the, the comic relief. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, one of, yeah he's one of our favorite characters. I sure. can see that, yeah. yeah. He's just fun to write. He's he's the character that bounces off every character. He's Which, by the way, is Manny Montana's uh, personality. Really? Like, okay. Yeah, he's just the nice dude who likes to talk and hang out and just... he's mm-hmm. he's the, the character's there for everyone in the same way that the actor is. Like, it's really... Yeah. A lot of these characters, you, you're you're sort of getting splinters of their personalities in the characters in some fun ways, and Manny, you're yeah. getting pretty much whole cloth. Nice. So yeah. what what law enforcement is he? He's oh, FBI too. Yeah. We have well, a lot FBI. of FBI. Yeah. Okay, but then we do. I do. I like. I really like the fact that they're from all the different branches because it it makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like we got to see the Rasta deal going down where they were the Jamaican guys were selling mm-hmm. birds. Dale yeah. Jakes. And I got to be really honest with you guys. I like Jake's butter Jamaican. Yeah? Yeah. His, his Jamaican voice was so funny. It's coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Hey, man, you got my own juice. <laughs> my God, no. You know, if we need to do ADR, we'll use that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that scene was funny to me. And then I liked, I, like, I fell in love with his Jamaican character. Yeah, and then he great. comes back, he's all mean about the juice. <laughs> I was like, whoa. First yeah. impression. We caught totally him on up. a bad day. We yeah. caught him on a bad day. And I think that's going to show in his character throughout the season in that he has probably... Fairly large mood swings. 
Yeah. Not like, well, yeah, but he's going to be going from zero to sixty on the anger scale pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And I'll yeah. tell you, he's he's such a fun character to play with, especially uh, in relation to Johnny. Um, we really discovered through the season that the two of them have this fantastic brotherly uh, bicker mm-hmm. that we just. We found out, I think it's about the fourth episode that it yeah, really... Third, third and fourth. They did a great That's episode, true. too, yeah. And then uh, uh, it just, from then on, we're like, well, we'll write to this. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they could have their own spinoff show. Yeah, for wow. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's so fascinating how that'll happen with characters. Like, whenever Friends was developed, Monica and Joey were going to be the love interest. But yeah. the characters mm-hmm. just take on lives of their own, yeah. so go with that. Yeah, that's and, very true. And then we have the two women, Charlie, which had an awesome introduction. Uh, yeah, she's DEA, great. correct? Yes. yes. Oh, no, 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 sorry, Charlie's FBI. Charlie's uh, FBI. Yeah. Okay. We got a lot of FBI. <laughs> FBI. So Charlie, yeah, she had a really, really cool introduction because she was, you weren't sure if you had much promos if she was a druggie or not. Right. <laughs> you could think yeah, this was yeah. a real criminal. It's a, that's an interesting, because you were talking about characters who changed from the pilot into the season. Uh, she, when she was originally written, she was actually supposed to be kind of this, I mean, I, almost a sex symbol to Mike, um, kind of entrancing. We have that shower scene. Um, and like she's supposed to transform from this drug, you know, drug addict to this beautiful woman, and she's beautiful. But she, she her, her attitude kind of took on this different, this different tone later on the season. She becomes more of a mother character than a, than Ooh, a love interest. Really? And, and actually, in a fun way. Like, it's great. It's, no, because okay. I thought I thought her and Mike. So you did see had, the connection. Uh, oh yeah. yeah I no. thought okay. I thought that everything was leading towards them like becoming a romantic relationship. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah, we, we've had a lot of people watch, and some people didn't get it, some people did. How could we, you not get it? The shower. <laughs> that's true. I mean, the the meat cute going in the face. <laughs> we, then you, the shower, then the, and the robe. Welcome to your room. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, the robe and then the towel on the beach was like, okay, love interest, <laughs> done. Right. It's, uh, that was the way it was written, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think what's, what's fun about it is like you watch, you watch how she looks when she's undercover, and I think one of the reasons she blends in is because Vanessa loves, like, like she even wants to be uglied up. Her vanity yeah. is like at a, at no point. She's like, you know, get me bloodier, get me uglier, get me whatever. And then when you actually hit her when she's all dolled up, she looks gorgeous and you just hit these contrast points. Yeah. Hmm. Like there is no sense of like no, I need to look good at all times. Like if she's been through something in an episode, she'll push for like more of everything, more right. bruises, hmm. more whatever and it's She's it's like fun. the the Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, more blood. I Very need much. more blood. And she, yeah, and she was in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. I mean, she's that's oh. what one of her. Yeah, in Death Proof. Yeah, that's that probably where she got addicted to the, the fake blood. She is the resident makeup artist of the house. Yeah, that she is. That she. Oh, is. you need a scar again. Sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's the way it was written. But yeah, it just takes a different turn. Track mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the character who didn't really have any scope because she was just PO'd this whole episode. <laughs> Lauren, because her <laughs> yes. boyfriend slash partner slash not boyfriend we didn't really know was shot. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you know, hell hath no fury. Indeed. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, and uh, so Lauren and Donnie become sort of the ongoing, uh, the beginning of the ongoing story of the next. What happens? How does you know? Does Donnie come back? Where does where does Mike fit? Where does he go? And there's still one more roommate we haven't met yet. Uh, right, I know. So, Paige. Paige. Yeah. So. yeah. What happened right then is whenever we were watching the episode, I turned to Chris and I'm like, did Donnie die? He looks at me and is like, I'm really not going to tell you. Seriously, <laughs> I, like, I didn't know it was a plot. That's what I was expecting this to be. <laughs> Who dies next episode? Well, before we Everyone. get into the plot, you guys have to see, if you haven't yet, Maria Menounos' new movie, Serial Buddies. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah? Because it's awesome, duh. Hilarious, right? 
And you can get it on iTunes along with this show. Now available on your phone and iPad. Cool. So Zero Buddies is something that Kevin and Mar- Kevin Undergar and Maria Menounos, they founded After Buzz, and they put so much time and effort into After Buzz that kind of put the movie on the back burner, and then we just, like, rocked it out. Mm-hmm. So now we actually have everything done. It finally got released to iTunes and digital download, and then it's coming out to DVD later this year. Um, but we're really excited about it. We have lots of, like, you'll see After Buzz hosts like Tamara Berg, John Comerford. Lots of people are in it alongside Christopher Lloyd, Beth Bears, Katie, Kathy Lee Griffin. Um, yeah, it's, it's got an all-star cast, and it's just really hilarious. It's like Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. But that is out now, so you should go to iTunes and download it. And, yeah, it really helps us out. Because I mean, we don't do commercials on the air. So. Besides, Except for this. What, what, the only thing <laughs> I that I use in Dexter is a little more comedy. This guy has his face on his hat. So you should download Serial <laughs> <Zero> Buddies. <laughs> I had to point that out sometime Thank in the episode. Thank you. I'm, so, I'm glad someone did. It's mind oh, it goes Okay, and then the little hat guy yeah, has yeah. a hat guy it's, on and then a hat guy on. It's hat inception. Wow. Hat with an hat. Hat inception. Hat inception. It's sort of your thing. Yeah. Like the writer on 30 Rock. It's exactly who I want to be. That's what I aspire to. <laughs> this is what he does instead of taking notes in the room. So. Yeah. I just, just brainstorm. He photoshopped his own hat. Yeah. <laughs> so now... We, I gotta mention one more thing with the characters, and then let's let's dive into the show because we gotta run through the show so we can get more questions in with you guys. Um, I really like on the casting and the makeup hairstylist part in how they can make Mike look so green as opposed to the other characters just by using the facial hair. Mm-hmm. They're very good at doing that with the characters, oh, as you can okay. see, because you have you have of course. Johnny is kind of like the in-between guy, yeah. and you can tell that he's kind of like relaxed and he's all that. But then you have the very fresh out of school. I mean, it has that very fresh look. His hair is neatly combed. Yeah. I mentioned it when we were when we were watching it. Who the hell uses the clips in their suitcase when they're using <laughs> the know. luggage? Right. I'm like, that's just like straight straight out of it's like straight yeah. out of boot camp stuff. That's when I learned how to use those. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that character was so well written as fresh faced. Yes. Like yeah. everything about him seemed optimistic, eager to learn, ready to jump in there, gung ho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that's every so character arc, you have about hundred points. You have the you have you're at hundred and then you lose HP as you go down yeah. to what your arc is going to be. Mm-hmm. And with this episode, I've, sometimes pilots make the mistake of dealing a great blow to them. Like, yeah. you have you have the, the hour-long pilot, and 45 minutes in, you have this perfect guy who does this, and then suddenly, bam, like, somebody dies, and he's, like, a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And that can, that can destroy a show, because... You won't have any. You won't have much time to go with that. And Breaking Bad kind of is a, a prime example of how to do this the right way. Yeah, right. But with this show, it's great to see that you guys took it the right pace. You took it away from a little bit at the end, just to lead you in a little bit more and be able to run with it for a very long time mm-hmm. and actually have us be interested to see how far this agent can fall throughout this se- throughout this series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think what Jeff did so well is it's the first step. Mm-hmm. It's like it, this this pilot tells you, all right. This, he's been a little dirtied. Wait until you see what happens for eleven more episodes. Like, can this guy survive this world? Can this this cast of characters, you know, like, will they help him? Will they hurt him? Will he hurt them? Like, is this a family? Are they together? Like, and I think, like you said, like a lot of pilots, they try to, they just, they blow the load right away, and it's like, boom, right. gut punch. It's like, no, the gut punch is coming. Right. But like we're gonna we're gonna really try to earn it throughout the season until we get there. We always thought about serpicoing him, you know, like growing up. <laughs> <his beard. laughs> well, pilots these days in television in general, I feel, is trusting the audience to be more intelligent than it used to. Yeah. Like they're trusting that you will watch the whole season, you'll stick with it. Like Downton didn't get good till episode three. 
I mean, we're all we're sort of like, get there, get there. And when it did, it did in a big way. Yeah. Well, but, I hope that I don't watch the last episode and he just has a goatee and that's I how know, you say right? that he's evil. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's just, a mustache, he's, he's twirling. The only way I know. <laughs> it's suddenly a silent a silent show and you hear like piano music. We need to rewrite it quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we be calling him Levi or Mike? What are they going to be calling him throughout the, the know, series? The, the funny thing about the show is every character has about four names. Ah, which uh, we were uh, actually terrified about, but... Uh, he's normally called Mike, but okay. every now and then they'll still call him Levi. Okay. Um, it's funny because like it's Johnny, Joe, Totoro, Charlie, Chuck, C. Like they yeah. they even like improv nicknames as they go. Where you're like, no, you've already got five nicknames. You're giving him <laughs> a sixth now. <laughs> so Mike had to have a case on his first day, mm-hmm. which was which was not unexpected, honestly. But then whenever he had his first operation, he goes in there. It goes a little wrong, but not that wrong. He goes, uh, let's just jump into it. Yeah. So he has a drug deal with this very family-friendly drug lord man-ish. Well, drug lord man. Yeah. yeah. He's, like a, he's got... like a happy car-washing kid yeah. dad guy who, who has his child answer the door. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a loving drug dealer. He's a I very... know, right? <laughs> so it's Felix Royo? Yes. Arroyo, yeah. Arroyo. Arroyo. Okay, so we've had Felix Royo, Arroyo, sorry, and he works, he has a connection to the Zirconia cartel, mm-hmm. apparently, and they want to set him up with this case, even though... Like, Briggs doesn't want anything to do with it. Everything's going like that. So they finally set him up with this case, and they want to send him to buy eight yards of indoor. And indoor Is that a real drug term? I, I think so. I think it might be, actually. It's, they're, they're, it's funny, because we had, like, a list of, of different drug terms that we were given, <laughs> and it's... I can't remember uh, at what point we started making some up, so... Yeah. After buzzers, if you are a drug lord, <laughs> or a drug kingpin, or just a drug user, tell us if you've ever used indoor in the comment section. <laughs> and this is kind of the first time we see Lauren trying to insert herself in everything. Yes. And this is kind of, I feel, is going to be her character throughout the season is, oh, I'm not invited? Invite me. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this. Oh, it has to do with Donnie? Oh my god, oh my god. Frantic. But, uh, so, you, so you've seen the later episodes. <laughs> I think so. Uh, you're lucky you have those so, eyes. <laughs> then we, then they're, they're trying to go over his background, like, okay, who am I? You're Mike. I mean, it's your name. You might as well just go with your name because mm-hmm. you don't want to be in a situation where someone's like, hey, Joe, Joe, Joe. Oh, oh yeah, that's me. That's, that's yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to be like that. So, I mean, I have a friend who works in the uh, DEA, and he's like, yeah, you, yeah. You just go with something that you'll recognize, even to use a nickname back from the day or whatever. Yeah, go simple. Right. So he wants to, they tell him the, the story about the nine hookers hooking out, or not hooking out, hauling ass at Sunset Boulevard. Or both. The movie story. Yes. And I feel like this is probably going to be a long-running joke throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Men- not even, like, very deeply, just mentioning it, like... It, it's referenced, it's, we, we move away from it a little bit, but keep sort of the, the thematic idea of it and just the, the, the basis of it. But it's, that kind of storytelling is what we really try to hit. Like, that that they can have rift and told us uh, a movie and and by the way again like this is uh, stuff that people like John Marcel told us they'll do like they'll show their badge and say it's fake and the, the, they'll be like ha oh, this looks like this this does this looks like a crackerjack box wow. like, those things happen like it's yeah it, and this is this is where it really feels like a USA show yeah. is when we go into these stories that are like the flashback when they're just mm-hmm. like they're effing with the criminals just kind of convincing them because it is mm-hmm. it's the dramatic irony where you know that they could be killed at any time and then mm-hmm. they're trying their best to actors trying to act in a show yeah about man I acting. love when criminals get duped on USA shows <laughs> that is my favorite thing we should change it to criminals welcome 
<laughs> and it also felt like a USA show. There was a few gratuitous shots of bikinis. What? Gratuitous? A little bit. Seriously. There's no such thing as gratuitous with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, right from the start, though, when we get to when we get to Felix's house, something felt off. And was that was that an was that like a uh, was that a choice in the directing and the filming of the episode? Because as soon as he entered the door, it just felt like Felix was like. Well, this is what I was waiting for. When he said step outside of me, mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was going to turn evil real quick. Like a, a big two-faced man. Yeah, I think that was the big play. Russell Fine uh, directed the pilot. He directed a bunch of White Collar and a, a number of uh, the Graceland episodes. And he's the kind of guy who will get five different beats out of every scene and like just and mm. also make it look beautiful. And that, yeah, that's a very intentional sort of like, this guy's really friendly, but is he secretly evil? Like, it, they, I thought he did a wonderful job getting that performance. So they put Mike's chops to the test. You know, he gets his way out of it. And they go to the alleyway, which, again, is one of those, another beat, like, bad idea. <laughs> turns, out, <laughs> turns out it's just a van full of Levi's, mm. coining, coining the name Levi. Right, yeah. The, guy, the drug dad never went evil. And it's, yep. it's kind of yep. brilliant because it makes, it makes Felix instantly likable. You you made a character that you weren't sure about that is like a drug dealer basically. It made him instantly likable because he's the he's the guy who has a family. You already know he has a family, mm-hmm. but now he's just like the guy who kind of got the short end of a stick. Yeah. He's got a truck full of Levi's that he stole because he's just yeah. kind of an idiot. He's like, I gotta feed my kids. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes it, it makes you want to help him later in the episode as opposed to like why did they help him? Yeah, right. And and that's kind of that's. Good writing, yeah. That I like to throw out there. It's what we call a puppy. So is this is yeah. this Felix? You don't have to tell us if you can. Is this an ongoing character? Felix is not coming okay. back. Well, right. season two, maybe. We all we all really oh, liked okay. him. Yeah. It's just, uh, it but just... in the preview, we saw. <laughs> <I know. laughs> At the end of the episode, they showed a preview for what we just saw. <laughs> okay, so all right, that's that's a little disappointing, but I guess it just gives us a taste of maybe it's not always black and white on who's a criminal and who's not on the show. Yes. Yeah. So the the first bust went. Fine. We were we were shown the mic was good, but I was waiting. Like I'm like this. Surely this isn't it. Something wicked this way comes. It's not over. So Felix goes to jail. His non-lawyer, who he's obviously terrified of, mm-hmm. comes and he's like, "Don't let that guy bail me out. He has third strike. He can't get out." Although California laws changed since then. Oh, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure very few people know that. <laughs> right. Luckily, the Russians not don't. Right. Right. So. But before that, just note that Felix saw Mike. Right, in yes. In the FBI good uniform. Yeah. They brought so, him through the wrong hallway and he saw him as an FBI agent. Yeah, and that's, so, that's a big issue that, we, I mean, that's something that our characters have to deal with a lot is that you have to keep your cover forever and or else you're in trouble. The house is in trouble because if that happens, then, you know, mm. if a bad guy knows your your name and your identity, then you're compromised. And, and that, so, that goes to, like, going out to the bar and running into people everywhere. Like, wow. one of the things that we were told a lot is, you know, they... They lived where they worked, and so they would go to a bar and run into criminals. They would run into bad guys, and mm-hmm. it's like, you're trying to talk to a girl telling you're a surf instructor. This guy over here thinks you sell cocaine. What are you going to do? Right. Um, you're going to do cocaine off a surfboard in front of that girl. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Episode five. <laughs> you're going to hope that the girl's up to party. <laughs> so, Felix, th- I'm not wrong about this. He lied to the lawyer. And trusted that Mike would get his family back, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he basically, he realized he was screwed. And so it's like, well, I know Russians kidnapped his family, his adorable little son, daughter, wife. Was there a cut scene there? I Um, feel like there was a scene on the cutting room floor with Felix and speaking with somebody from the FBI. 
You know, I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I know that was all. That was all Felix's decision on the spot to do. Okay, so in it a way, it's, it's a it's a lucky break that Mike got because he saved his alias with the Russians and all that. If Felix would have said, oh, no, he's an FBI agent. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But the thing is, Felix isn't incentivized to do that because he doesn't want to say that he goes caught by the feds because then right. he's even more in trouble with And the because he's a good drug dealer. Yeah. He's yeah. A good. good. We like Felix. He's basically <laughs> just a working guy. man. Yeah. Right. Just trying to... Just trying to call him a working man. <laughs> but he... So Mike gets much more than he bargained for with this case. Yes. Like, out of nowhere, he is elevated to several years of experience. He is promoted work. to Frankie Down. Yes, yeah. Right. Like, and so they warn Frankie him, Down. you they're going to ask you to Brown, kill yeah. somebody. Mm, yeah. And that's, that's, in my opinion, it was already a good concept. But when they were driving to the house, and they said it was a government safe hold. Immediately. Yeah. Actually, we were like, oh. That's... I loved that you guys got there about two seconds before, because like to me, yeah. that's exactly what you want from well, that moment. We're TV moment. people, but no, I think yeah. that's also I. I think everyone, uh, like half the audience, should get there right beforehand, right? And half the audience <laughs> should get there at that moment. That's a, that's like the sweet spot we aim for, mm-hmm. because like you want people to be like, oh my god, I figured it out, and then see it and be like, because you, you get that sense of like, aha, like it's not uh, it's not a left field. Like, right, you know, yeah. The pieces are there for you to figure it out if you want to, and I think that's uh, to Jeff's credit, like that is. A, uh, a well-executed sort of reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to Russell's, he, yeah. he shot it very well. There was a moment there whenever he was talking to the Russians when he had to do some serious convincing that he had killed somebody. And so yeah. we got to see a little bit of back bef- back and forth, telecommunications, high-tech stuff of him coming up with a random person mm-hmm. who had died on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy... Crazy Jake's. Jake. Crazy Jake's. Again, like I love the storytelling. Like the fact that these yeah. guys tell stories, but then they can still use it in their cases, like, is something that we really like to play with. So right whenever they said it was the government safe house, we both screamed, Oh, he's gonna kill Donnie! He's gonna kill Donnie! And Donnie is alive, obviously. <clears throat> I totally I totally I totally was expecting Donnie to kill him though. Like I knew I knew he wasn't going to die. He's the main character. Right. But like I'd be like, he's not going to kill Donnie. Donnie's the guy at the safe house who's just been shot. He's going to be more alert than anything right now. Yeah. But with uh, with when you have stories that are true stories like this that you form into, um, that you form into episodes, does it create kind of is it a little bit harder to morph them, or do you have even more leeway when you're creating the stories? Um. Yeah, it's well as we go on, we're we this this show in particular becomes much more serialized. So we actually. Everything that plays out when they're undercover will come back, and they'll have to deal with like a long-term undercovers as, as opposed to just this one A story type of thing. But and, and when it comes to the, the stories, it's it, we're, we're taking their stories and amalgamating all sorts of things. So okay. it's in no way like that. That is in no way the chain of events that uh, really happened. Yeah, but yeah. it's more just. Yet. We're, we're basically thieves of ideas. Like okay, concepts. Every, yeah, like yeah. you take every single uh, moment that that happened with them, and, and you sort of shake them up a little bit. And there, uh, there was, I mean, there was a time that Jeff was worried about mentioning certain mobsters, like real mobsters and yeah. real real cartels. Like we actually changed one of the cartels. We had we had just a stick band. We had an actual cartel name that we kept using. I think it was just like Juarez or something. We just kept using Juarez over and over again. And they're like, maybe we should change it at some point yeah. to something else in case. They're not, we're not going to make them look very good. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> it's like they, they watch the episode, this this Mike guy, yeah, I right. think he's an undercover just cop. in case we get, yeah, right. Everyone on these credits, it kill says, them. It I says know, true right? story on the screen. Yeah, right. And let's get real about writers. They may be able to write a great action scene, but put a gun in their hands, they're probably going to accidentally shoot themselves in the face. I would be Jamie Lee Curtis for <laughs> True Lies, dropping it down. <laughs> So, and probably wearing that dress too. <laughs> it 
was funny whenever Mike was on the plane at the beginning, and that Spanish lady, his cover was blown by the flight attendant. Where's flight attendant ever? Yes. Fired. Yeah. But she, the Spanish lady said, put him up or something. Or what is it? What does it mean? Hands, I mean, up, hands up. Hands up. Yeah. I knew he was going to say that. I did think it was going to come later, but I knew he was going to say that at some point in time. Yeah. I feel like that's such foreshadowing to covers being blown later in the season, too. Yeah. Right. Like, because he wasn't expecting it at all. Like they were even they were even saying just keep it low key when you pick him up mm-hmm. in the airport. And this guy sends a message just so he knows where to find him because he's lazy. Yeah. Right. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of that. I'm assuming where laziness will probably get somebody killed. Although I had my doubts about Mike as an undercover cop when he's like, I'm a teacher. It's new school. No name. <laughs> no, it's no a learning grade. process. No it's called <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Roosevelt High. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that is so fun about the show is we're able to do these long-term things. And so we're going to have these characters undercover for multiple episodes with, with the same people. And the fun is that threat of, for one becoming close to the people that you're trying to take down, both in the case of the criminals as well as, you, as you see from the end, Mike Briggs. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's a big plot point we should go on. Yeah. I didn't know, I don't think we were supposed to know, that Mike is there to cover Briggs. Mm-hmm. When Briggs was studying the paperwork, I knew something was up. Yeah. I knew Briggs didn't like him, didn't know why. The, the, the real fun of it, to me, like the heart of the show, is you've got this guy who just wants to take down bad guys. Like Which one? Mike? Uh, Mike, yeah. Okay. And then you've got his supervisor, who he loves and respects. Is he a bad guy? And then you've got him going out with actual bad guys and realizing that they're actually human. So you've got, mm. you've got this, this character who is just like, he's a, he's a white knight. And we're just dirtying him every episode <laughs> as he tries to figure out where on earth uh, my allegiance go- lies, who on earth I can trust, and what lie is actually the truth. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever he was getting the breakdown from Briggs, like, what did he say? Your lies, your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, know, a, there's a lot of yeah questions on what's bending the rules, what's breaking the rules. You know what? And what, Mike what lies for Briggs at the very end, which is yeah. like to a certain extent the very first, the very first lie that could come back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I did notice some funny some funny rules in the house. No guns downstairs. Yep. There are no secrets in Graceland. <laughs> but I feel like there are secrets in Graceland. Except, yeah. for, except for Briggs. <laughs> And our favorite thing, the chore wheel. Yes. Oh, yeah. You like that? Oh, we got to love the chore wheel. Yeah. I didn't like the chore wheel. I felt really bad for Mike. That's, it's hazing, well, it's though. Good. It's classic. We, wow, we want you to feel bad I'm for Mike. I'm anti-bullying, Stephen. I'm anti-hazing. Okay, guys. You do your fair share of your chores. Hey, Julie, you see where it says, uh, you see where it says Julie? Or you see where it says Joe? You know, it now says Julie. Yeah. You know, if Wax I ended on. up in a house with all FBI agents that were all guys, they're like, oh, see all those names? Do all those chores. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mean FBI agents. So, do, does, do you think, because you guys can't really tell us, do you think Briggs suspects why Mike is there? Oh, well, of course he suspects. Yeah? I mean, he, he, has, his, he has a feeling. That's why we get the whole... That's why we get going through. the test. That's why Briggs volunteered to run after him to save him in that op as opposed to Johnny going. This mm. is why Briggs wanted to be there because he wanted to potentially save his life because he has that under his hand now. He has that back pocket card. Create like, a favor. What, you're going to do this? I, I saved your life. And he, he even pulls it out at the end. Like they, the, fact that, what's his fa- the fact that Mike turned his receiver off mm-hmm. to ask the question, did you see the gun? Means that Briggs is already gaining favor with yeah. him, and Briggs is noticing that too. Yeah, it's so. Of course, we get that, and of course, what's the name of the man giving the commencement speech at the beginning? 
Um, not the actor, but the I was character. Saying, I was like Courtney, but uh, uh, oh my god, I can't uh, remember. Uh, me neither. Uh, Mr. Guy. <laughs> that shows that Mr. Guy. Let's, just call, like, yeah, the... let's just call him the powers that be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we only see the powers that be in the beginning, and then we see them at the end. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you that time to forget about mm-hmm. him, and then yes. when it comes back, it is that it is that boomerang that kind of hits you. Of course, between now and then, we should. Pre- I'll, I'll slow down just a bit. We have some time. Um, we have the whole realization of it's in Donnie's place. Everybody's freaking out, like, "Oh my god, he's gonna die! He's gonna die! He's gonna shoot him!" I thought Donnie was dead this episode. Nice, mm-hmm. I like that. Really? Yeah. Why would you like that? <laughs> because it gave you it gave you that wonderful surprise, like, and but the one that you were able to figure out right before it hit, like, mm, no, after I knew they were going for Donnie, I thought he was dead. I uh, didn't know why. I thought maybe uh, someone was going to died. shoot him, and yeah. it was going to be blamed on Mike. Gotcha. You thought he was going like, to die. Okay. I thought this was Johnny's last episode. Donnie's last episode. Yeah. You guys like to you like to pull the suspense string and then just snip it with the oh here are keys by the way. It's <laughs> 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 like oh here it. snip. Oh, all right, everything's lighthearted again. You have, the, you have that whole thing like all right, follow my movements. All right, cool. We're, we're done. Like. Oh yeah, did did you move anything else in my room? Mm-hmm. And then that was funny. As soon that was a good line. He's, he's oh, he was so good in that. Yeah, because yeah. it's Love just that. it's like break character. It's like actors. They do a scene, then they're like, okay, break character for a second. Okay, and they go by, right, right back into the scene. Break character for a second. Oh, you know, I got to do this, right? And it's like, oh yeah, bang, 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 bang. Next scene, he's running out, and we get tense again. Yeah. With now these Russian guys who are acting slightly different than what would be expected after a successful mm-hmm. hit. So Mr. Uh, Mr. Frankie's not gonna like the news that he has to get in the car. Yeah. So they're acting weird. They tell him to get in the car. He won't get in the car because, of course, he wants to just skedaddle and get picked up by the FBI and figure out what mm-hmm. the hell's going on with Donnie. And they threaten him with guns. And then finally, you just hear gunshots. And Briggs is there to the rescue, helping out Mr. Mikey Green Boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rookie Blatt. I don't- <laughs> He, he responds to all of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> Helping out Levi. So, and then we have the suspenseful scene where the guy's like acting very weird. Like, oh, I, like, oh, so I love that guy so much. Cock the lion in the car. What I'm do you want fine. from me? I'm fine. You know what? The rest of the car. I don't want to fight. It's a nice Land Rover. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's a comfortable. Bit of Tommy Wiseau in that. Yeah. L- little known fact, he actually had the heater and the massage thing going, and he just... <laughs> He just didn't want to go. Right. So uh, that was all improv. <laughs> he was actually, you filmed it while he was asleep yeah. and waking him up. Somebody was underneath the door, like, pushing. He was like, no, no. Uh, what, I, what I like about that is it, it is, like, that first sense of, like, you know, you, you get trained so much uh, in, the, in, in, in the academy, and it's like when you finally step out and you realize, oh, it's, again, it's not always white knight. It's not always black and white. It's like, did you see the gun? I see it there now. It's mm-hmm. instinct. It's gut. And it's like, it's the things that you can't book smart that you've got to learn in the field. And to have that be his first moment of like, you were, I mean, like, to a certain extent, the question is, you were right this time. Will you always be right when you shoot a guy before you see the gun? Yeah. And I think that's the really exciting And that's what's cool about them being in this house together. Them, they're, they're always in the field. So it, it, there's no. We always debate about like dealing with whether we do they deal with the the bureaucracy of the FBI, but it's almost better because because it's the wild it's the wild west for them. They're out there. Briggs defines the rules, and if a guy who you're questioning his morality defines the rules, then suddenly it gets a lot trickier. And one of the really fun things to play is for these guys, Graceland is sanctuary. Like like Charlie says, like there's no secrets in Graceland. Well, Mike has a huge one, mm-hmm. and the thing is, the the reason Graceland is sanctuary is because that's it's where you go to relax, it's where you go to be you. He can't do that. So what do you do when you take a guy who's a rookie and can't even get that one outlet that he that you need to be able to survive in this world? I think Charlie's going to be his outlet. I think 
he's going to tell Charlie. Probably by sixth episode or something. No, I don't think so. I think I don't know if he's going to tell her, but I know she's going to find out. Because right. I think she's the one person who's probably suspicious of Briggs at the same time as he is. Be- or not as he is, but like slightly suspicious of Briggs because she says they have that conversation. There are no secrets in Glaceland except Briggs. Mm-hmm. You're right, except Briggs. And that's that's kind of like a there's like a barrier between them. Everyone oh, in the house. That, that everyone was in the a house. little mention, yeah. yeah. So I think she might actually have her own suspicions yeah. that might be they might help each other out at some point. Yeah, all I can say is that you'll probably you'll be surprised by you know who has allegiances to who, who has a past with who. It's it's kind of It sounds very much like the Bachelor at House or, or the real world or something <laughs> like that. I can't speak to Are that, but Chris has seen right reasons? <laughs> I don't think you're here for the right reasons. So let's talk about the last character, the dog. Ah, uh, yes. Where does the dog name? come from? Uh, it's uh, BD, Beach Dog. So I don't know if that ever actually makes it to screen, but that's the the dog's name. So yeah. we we heard that the the creator's really in love with dogs, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. why why did it so come in? It was it for him to find solace and a friend, or was it just because we gotta get a dog in there? Well, people always when we turn up the dial when <laughs> like they they always react to the dog in the we, most callous level. That is, that is very. <laughs> but if you yeah, kill the is. dog, you will have everyone oh, hating absolutely. you every show. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't that know, was House of Cards for five that's seconds. Why, that's my, the that's worst why part of House of Cards. That's I agree. <laughs> yes, we were talking about this. So I only watched the the last. <laughs> It's not a spoiler. Everything. It happens in the first five seconds. Yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can give one spoiler, which is Jeff made the rule we cannot kill BD. So yeah. Thank um, goodness. He's a he's a ardent um, uh, fan of dogs. and he, you know, I, yeah. he, So he's around. This dog is back in other episodes? Uh, it's spirit animal-esque, okay. yes. It's, uh, BD is sort of like, I, I think it's sort of almost a representation for Mike of many things, of sort of like, of... of of loyalty and all these sort of dog-like qualities and uh, always appearing on the beach when he's sort of, you know, looking out into the world. It's a good point about him not having anywhere to go. It's very hard when you're working from home or if you're working in your apartment or whatever if you don't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. To be with your thoughts, to be with yourself, and I think he's taking solace in the beach. Yes, as cheesy right. as that sounds, no. that's like that's his getaway. Yeah, in the same way that when when Briggs talks about surfing, like surfing is a, is an out, it's an escape, it's right. it's a way to sort of get out of your head. And Mike is trying to find his surfing. Mm-hmm. So we see the internal the internal affairs agent rules it a clean shot. It seems like she's gone through this a lot of times before with Briggs. <laughs> like she seemed way too comfortable. She seemed way too comfortable. It's like, nope, it's a clean uh, shot. I don't see anything wrong here. He's like, yep. What about Honestly, you, Mike? If yep. I had to pick characters who I think were dirty, she'd be on the top of the list. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. she's internal affairs. Yeah, <laughs> she looks totally different. This this actress has never had straight red hair before. Uh, I've never had she been in a. She, yeah, she was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, oh, I didn't recognize yeah. her. Silence of the Lambs as well. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh. So we're from the bottom of the wall. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'll be surprised how much Briggs gets away with. Let's just we'll just say that. Yeah, I'm a cop. (laughs) I I do what I want. So there was that one little comment about the eyes, and then there was that tension with the shower scene. But I didn't see a lot of romance between the characters, at least now. Yeah, we we there was so much to to get to, and I think Jeff made a very conscious decision to to tease but not dig in. Okay. Uh, And one of the nice things is we advance a number of relationships. Um, pretty not um, not incredibly quickly, but faster than we were anticipating. Partially because we just started seeing chemistry, we started seeing moments. And oh, we're... and there's another girl coming. And there's another girl mm. coming. Mm. So she may she may bust that wide open. That uh, that might happen. We actually have a number of uh, well uh, civilian women as well coming. So there's a lot of uh, yeah. there's a lot of love in Graceland. So <laughs> I, I gotta think there's gonna be 
and I kind of got this this feeling like I'm throwing out some sort of lots of predictions here, guys. Sorry, but no, come on, bring it. Um, between Lauren and Donnie. Okay. I really feel like Lauren is the one who's hanging on to something that's not there, and Donnie's the one that's going to end up betraying her in the end. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I can at least speak to the first half, which is Lauren holding on to that is going to create problems. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is spoiler-free enough to say. And, you know. d- like, Donnie obviously is a man who's purposeless and, and isolated right now. Mm-hmm. So that gives problems. And I mean, I guess while we're throwing out predictions, we don't have to wait. And it's funny right now, because these guys write the show, so we could say something that they think is a really good idea <laughs> and end up writing it in later. But they will steal. with Charlie, yeah. I felt like there was a tiny moment there where she was looking at the little kid when she was doing the drug moment. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a tiny little moment, but I'm, I'm pretty good at picking up on the foreshadowing of people feeling nurturing or parenting needs. And uh-huh. so I think that might come back later. Like, she's not living a normal wi- life. Mm-hmm. She's not like a wife or mother. And obviously, not in her 20s, probably. Mm-hmm. So I think that might pull her in some direction. Or maybe that's too feminine of a theme. We'll see. Well, to that point, one of the things we were told about the people who lived in these houses and just undercover in general is the women start to get pulled in two directions. It's like, do I want a family? Do I want a normal life? And that is a huge element that comes up. And what happens with a lot of them is... They make the people around them their their, yep. their children, their family, and that's oh, a really wow. big thing. Oh, that's how the mothering thing might. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So it's like you get to this moment where it's like I I take care of you. At this point, like you're plenty on my plate, and it, it's hmm. a little bit of substitution that ends up happening with a lot of them. And another funny thing about that actress is that I think she was originally written to be uh, Hispanic, mm-hmm. but I thought she was Hispanic. No, she's Italian, like a hundred percent hardcore. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say hundred percent, but she's mm. aren't you a hundred percent hardcore Italian too, Chris? Seventy five. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, but w- then once we found that out, we're like, oh, let's go with that, you know. And so we, she yeah. has she, that. That's another addition to her motherly quality, just this big Italian family type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, she it sort really of stole the character well. and made it her own. Yeah, uh, totally. Well, even from from white color, and you did a lot. Did you do right? You did writing on white color as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, There's a lot of things that you have to watch the episode twice to really understand what it means because it can have a future meeting in the episode. Mm-hmm. It can have something like that. And I feel like I didn't catch everything just because we only watched the episode once. But in in shows like this, especially with Jeff as the as the guy, there are lots of everything has a purpose. And when you think something doesn't have a purpose, it probably does, and you got to think harder on it. Like, that's going to be one of the scenes, the one that you mentioned with the child and in the, the drug house. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that play to her character. Everything mm-hmm. in that house has a purpose. The fact that she tells the mom, like, hey, take care of your kid. The dog taking the sandal. Like, I feel like that's a metaphor for something that I'm just not putting two and two together right now because the dog afterwards brings the sandal back, and this is when he's kind of his character's, like, coming back into himself mm-hmm. a little bit. So, I mean, every scene that you think may be pointless has a purpose. Even the beginning, we talked about the balls and the hands. Like, it's the fidget. It's, you mean, you know something's about to go down. It, yeah. It's a foreshadowing. Ooh, maybe one of the cops is afraid of that happening to them, so they shoot up later. Well, we They're also, like, I'd rather be high than dead. Well, you also have to think, there was that, there's, there's like three parts of the episode that really hit you, and they're like, this is what, this is what made the pilot get picked up. This is what makes people think, Okay, I can really see a series here. I can really see fans liking this show, and I can really see a good fan base. And that is the ending, of course, mm-hmm. between um, what do we decide to call him, Mr. Guy, or like Mr. the evils Green, that be? Green guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. The powers that be. The powers that be. Not the evils that be. You threw that out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, the beginning where it all goes wrong, mm-hmm. and then it's a quick line, but you catch up on it when you hear it. 
I have friends in the in the in the force. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah, good point on that one. Yeah, one of the Russians was yeah. like, "I have friends in the force." Immediately, we're like, "Who is it? Who's his friend? Are they in the room right now? Are they listening?" Mm-hmm. And as you said earlier in this interview, just to pull that out, <laughs> you said that you kept mentioning the Horas mob. You kept mentioning that throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling the Zirconis are going to be a very ongoing theme, and we're going to have to see who they have in their pocket on the police force. We're mm-hmm. going to see they probably have someone in Graceland. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a dirty cop in Graceland. We don't know who it is. And the reason he's investigating Briggs is because they probably think it's Briggs. Right. It's the dog. The, the, dog. Dog. the dog. That dog is too cute. It would but not they last can't on kill him. Exactly. That's that's what I want you to think. Oh, there's really some gorgeous woman attached to the dog, and it becomes a love interest. The last there scene of the season is just the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like the Simpsons. Like, but definitely. Yeah, I mean, nice. this show has a, has a lot of potential, and I see it fitting at USA well. Awesome. That's a good fit. And I mean, is is there anything else that's, that's different about it that you guys are incredibly excited about? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, th- that's the thing. It, it, it fits in well at USA, but I think it's, I love it because it's USA trying to stay, take a step in a, in a slightly different direction. So it's right. not, it's br- they're br- trying to break the mold in a different way. And, but know, not but not too far. I mean, USA has its viewers, and honestly, it's me. Like, yeah. It, yeah. AMC shows are often too far for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. It's too dark. And even HBO, too. Like, I can handle a few episodes of Dexter, but I quit Dexter. Like, I, and I, anything too bad is too bad, but I really like smart characters. Mm-hmm. I really like deep storylines. I like yeah. shows that you cannot watch at the same time you're playing on your computer or whatever. Yes. You miss something. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, what I like most about it is the humor. Like, what I like is that we can be funny and that we can contrast really dark uh, disturbing moments or just really serious moments with with jokes with right. with and not even like punchline setup sort of thing but like these characters like the world they breathe in is inherently funny either in a gallows humor way or a different kind of way and we can go there and we're encouraged to go there and it's yeah. it's so much fun because it is it's 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 a little darker it's a little weirder but it's it's also i think one of the funnier shows yeah that's what i like to think it's got something for everybody you know breaking bad fans can watch it and you know enjoy the the mythology of it and a lot of where, where these characters are going in the dark way, but USA fans can love it for the humor right. and the and the character interaction. Yeah. I'm always really suspect of casting before I see a pilot. Interesting. Uh, I don't know why. I, I, I feel like they're going to make the wrong decisions or the wrong decisions mm. for the wrong reasons, but I was very satisfied with the cast. I like that nobody stuck out in my mind from a previous movie or show too much besides mm-hmm. Les Mis. <laughs> Mr. Les I Mis. kept thinking he was going to sing Angry Men. <laughs> we'll get him there. <laughs> no, I, I think I think what USA does so well on a, a lot of their shows, like White Collar, like you know Matt Bomer and Tim Decay, like or Mary McCormick. Yeah, exactly. Like Mary McCormick. Like you've got these actors who you're like, oh, I know them. I I really like them, but it's not like you haven't really defined them yet. And so USA has a op- wonderful opportunity to define them, to make them into iconic roles. Where by when you watch it, you're like, oh. Now Matt Bomer is Neil Caffrey. But right, like before yeah. then, he was he played a lot of different things very well, but he was never like... The, it, it's the network where you make uh, an actor a character. Right, uh, yeah. I think it's it's a wonderful opportunity, and I think all of these actors have taken some ownership of their characters in an amazing way. Wasn't their tagline, Characters Welcome? Yeah. There you yep. go. It is. So how you are, oh. is all of the episodes filmed for this season? All of them are filmed. So yeah. how many episodes are we getting this season? Uh, it's 12 episodes total. Okay. So. And do you know, you may not, are they airing them every Thursday? Uh, every Thursday. I think With there might break? be one or two breaks, depending on like 4th okay. of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really cool. Um, they are going to air a couple episodes long. 
because they really like the episodes and they don't want to cut a couple. Wow! Minutes. So it'll the, in reruns they'll be cut down, but for for their uh, early for the first uh, debuts. One of them goes like I think two minutes long. Another one goes like a minute and a half. So nice. it's really cool because USA is basically just taking a hit. But USA they, has been putting a lot of stock in the show. I have yeah. seen more publicity than I remember. They they really believe in it. They've been incredibly supportive, and they just they called up and they're like, "Listen, we know you can lift two minutes from this. We don't want you to. Like, we'll we'll take the advertising hit, uh, air wow. it the way it is because we want people to see it, and, and you like, want the pacing to be correct. Exactly. They, that's, they, that was their point. They're like they're like if. If we lose this pacing, it'll still be good, but we don't care about being good. We want it to be great. Exactly. So it's really, it's been wonderful work. And here are us women from home screaming, cut the shower scene. Cut those bikini bottoms. (laughs) Well, when you're competing with such amazing other shows on our networks, you really have to have your game. And you guys, for for this being a pilot, you have your game. Mm-hmm. And as, if it can if it can stay on the consistency of this, and I'm sure it'll even get better because you ha- you can with a pilot you kind of don't have as much free space because you're really just trying to get the points in. You're trying to introduce everything so it gets picked up. But now that it's picked up, you can you can go like, oh, I didn't like this. We can relight a little bit here. Well, not anymore now that it's filmed. But All right. you could, you could, <laughs> before we could before yeah. So yeah. I feel like now that we have the characters, you know what kind of track, and then you've made sure everything mm-hmm. was done filmed. It's going to be really good. It's going to be what people want it to be as opposed to what you think they would want from just the pilot. And when you're competing with things like Netflix and Mm -hmm. now that they have comedy, they have drama, they have murder, like Hemlock Grove, they have Supernatural. And even other other networks, like, they have new shows that span the genres. Yes. So I feel like USA, if they want to compete, they have to span the genres because... People don't really have a favorite network anymore. Mm-hmm. They really just have the shows that they want, and it's just getting a hold of those shows that can pull that great writing out, that can get people like, right? Yeah. When's the next season? When's yeah. the next season? When is this going to be on Netflix? I want to watch all of them. Yeah. Like know, things well. like that. You need that, and I feel like this has a lot of potential. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Oh, thank you. Um, cool. It'd be great to have you guys back as well yeah. to talk about this. Even if you can't make it, you can call in or whatever. <laughs> I still, I'm not that busy. I still, <laughs> we still. We don't have a lot of time left. We still need to go over this last scene really quick with Briggs and the bonfire and yes. Mike. Because it's like one of the most important scenes and we keep referencing it, but we don't say what actually happens. So Briggs and Mike have a short conversation, just rushing through this real quick. Your lies are your life. You lie to your mom. You lie to your future girlfriends. Mm-hmm. How do you keep from going crazy? Well, who says I'm not? Yeah. And this kind of ties back to the earlier comment in Briggs where Charlie's talking about Briggs and says that, well, he used to be the button-up guy. He used to be the guy who was mm-hmm. the button-up caller, like everything by the book. And then he went on leave. I forgot why he went on leave. And then he comes back, and this is who he is now. So we'll probably figure out a little bit more yeah. of his backstory and like who yeah. he is. You didn't forget why. We just didn't tell you. <laughs> okay, okay. And the one thing I'll say is uh, uh, we made a very conscious decision to not draw things out too much. Like, you will, you'll learn... A lot, season one. You'll mysteries uh, introduced in the pilot will be answered by the end of the season. Sweet. Um, it's it was a, a very very big conversation and a big decision, which is let's not let, let's let's reward them. This this season will have a very complete feel to it in a really exciting way, and then a a big jump uh, hopefully to future ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, you were the one championing a lot like that. We not only at the end of the season, there's reveals in the middle of the season because we wanted to, you know, you want like episode our, four to be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want right. we don't want people just oh, okay. Well, I don't have to I don't have to, I don't have to wait until the you know the finale. I can you know 
I have to watch every episode if I'm going to catch the big thing. We had a moment that we considered making the season one finale really early on, and we were like, what if it's not? What if it's in the middle of the season? What if it's much earlier? And all of a sudden you unlocked all of this story and all this richness, because ultimately you realize that, like, TV's changed a bit. Like you said, like mm-hmm. people binge watch, and people, like, expect a little bit more. And it's exciting for us to be able to sort of say, you know what, things you might necessarily hold on to what if you just run through it and see what it unlocks? Like, the, like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. That exactly. wasn't the finale. What's yeah. going to happen this yeah. Sunday? Right. That's exciting. Like, <laughs> when an episode nine can do that and you'd be like, I, I don't even know where you go from here. Exactly. <laughs> and if I feel like it makes me happy to know this, that you guys are actually planning things ahead and making things very noticeable because there's shows like Battlestar Galactica where you're Lost. just like, like, oh my God, this let's make this person an android. Let's make yeah. this person or, this. Yeah, it feels like sometimes writers will come up with a great scene, mm-hmm. write it, and then be like, how do we oh, fit that in? Right. Drop it. It was a dream. This person's dead. Oh, let's bring him back from the life. This is yeah. going to be great. These characters haven't been in here. Yes, they have. You just let's haven't just, noticed them. Let's just trick them into belie- What? Yeah, they <laughs> And then, as we all know, the final scene, him, your investigation is into Briggs. And that is where I was just like, that's why I got picked up. I was like, that's why the pilot got picked up. There you go. There's so many layers to those two guys' relationship. Mm -hmm. Boss, mentor, roommate, wingman. All of it, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff was talking about this uh, uh, the other week. That actually, that moment didn't used to be at the end of the episode. They used to be really? a midpoint, and uh, he moved it towards the end, and uh, that really unlocked everything because it gave you this wonderful sense of settling into the house, and then you know relaxing and enjoying it. And this is okay. This is a show about a bunch of people living together, and then boom, you get the gut punch. And it, before it was in the middle, and it didn't hit as hard yeah. because you didn't care as much yet. The mm. end used to be the dog scene on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that and they switched it. Yeah, and it, it was one of the smartest moves. I, I mean, I love the end. It was a good switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the bon- Sarah Guys Murdered Fox, it was her idea. So the, bon- the, the bonfire was back when... She'll be so excited. After the piercing then. The bonfire was after the surfing and piercing then, and then the ending was going to be after him and... Uh, is his name Dale? Uh, wait, uh, Dale Jakes? Or? Dale Jakes with the Levi scene, and then you see him go outside. That was going to be... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Something wow. Like that. Yeah, that's hmm. so much better this yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It really gets yeah. you that, like, the fish hook in you for when's next episode coming yeah. out. Totally. Yeah, and it's one of those things where on the page it played great, but you watch it and you're like, this, this needs... Oh, if you move this, oh my god, it, it all of a sudden comes together. That just shows the beauty of editing. You can you can change so much. Tell completely tell a completely different story when it comes to post. Yeah. That, right? Yeah. And yeah. in any show, like you can, you, it's the last rewrite is what they always say, and it's true. It's like you can go from uh, a C episode to an A in post very easily, and it's 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 really exciting because you you change storylines, you change entire things. I know Friday Night Lights used to like they would lose entire storylines in the editing room floor. Because they were like, it's just, it's not working or it doesn't fit right, here. Yeah. And they'd reorder. And uh, yeah, that was a really big learning lesson to us on being a little fearless about where you put things and playing around a little bit. Well, I felt like it, it, it was very good because at first I thought it was the story. No more. No more. End of the episode. Wow! No, that's crazy. Awesome. I didn't see that coming. Oh, I'm happy to hear you say it. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already pretty much gone over predictions. We don't have too many. Do you have any news? 
Um, I mean, I've looked up all different types of news. There's tons of interviews right now. Yes. Like, every outlet online is covering something about this. Everybody's saying it's so dark. It's USA's venture into new territory. And it, it seems like it is, but at the same time, like, that made me nervous, and the show didn't. So. Good. Okay. What about you guys? Yeah. You got any... You got any- Blistering news that you just found out about about Graceland picked up for season two on the pilot. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, I wish I could make that announcement to make it true. Uh, right. We're 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 waiting. We're excited, but you know it, it's it's a new kind of USA show. Hopefully, the audience comes. Like you said, like it, when you hear dark, the, the USA audience might get a little worried. I think we I we tried to walk a very fine line to both expand as well as keep. Uh, and I guess we'll find out how we do. I mean, I'm so excited to be paired with Burn Notice uh, in its final season. Like that, I think they'll give us a, a wonderful lead-in and everything. But ultimately, just I hope we'll we'll see if people show up. And, Man, uh, Burn watch Notice it. is a good lead-in. It's a great lead-in. We're both big fans of that show. Oh yeah, we're uh, we Since we play on. paintball with uh, the Burn Notice writers' room. So. Yeah. We're actually going to go watch the, the premiere with uh, Matt Nix and his writer's room tonight. I know so. you said paintball with the writer's room, but all I can picture now is Michael Weston playing paintball with the Graceland people, and that sounds so much better. That does. That, they, they are <laughs> much Michael more interesting. Than that. It wasn't nearly as sexy as that no. image. <laughs> what do you mean? Michael Weston is oh, not the main Fiona. character. The main character is Chuck Finley. Chuck. <laughs> there you go. Fiona down there. All right. Well, we're, we're, we we're moving into other shows <laughs> right now, so <laughs> I think this is... I think this is our wrap-up for the Graceland after show, after Buzz TV. Yeah, we got. We will see like you that. guys next Thursday. And it's what time is the show air Pacific Standard Time? Eight, right? Uh, uh, ten nine central. Ten nine central. Okay. After burn notice. Right after burn notice. Hour and a half long. So please connect with us on Twitter in the comments section on YouTube. Give us five stars on iTunes. That's how we keep the lights on around here. I'm Julie Parton. You can find me on Twitter at J U L I E P A R T I N. I am Stephen Lemieux. You can find me at Stephen Lemieux. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Yes, there is an X at the end of my last name. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I'll be on the rest of the season for the after show, but I might be. I mean, this is a good show. I definitely new to me, like definitely something I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Not not that it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, where can we find you guys and follow you guys on social media and keep in touch with all the projects? I know you're doing Burn Notice, you're doing White Collar, you have all this... The uh, we uh, so I'm at at Henderson underscore Joe uh, and yeah uh, we'll be on Graceland and then White Collar uh, we'll be returning in October so please check that out as well because uh, I love working on that show. Nice. Um, I'm at Chris underscore M A S I, um, uh, but I don't tweet that much so you can just like friend me on Facebook or something. <laughs> Do you sell those hats? <laughs> I should. You I? should. I have to like tailor it to your unless you want to wear my face. But. No, you should. You should have a shirt. No, I, I, I want to wear your face. <laughs> anyway, guys. Thank you so much for coming. This elevated our, our information level to a new new oh. high. Thank you, guys. So thank you for being here. Thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you next week for episode two. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 